ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Is Giannis Tetsukampo and he... Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Say his name again. Giannis Tetsukampo. Is Giannis Tetsukampo and... Broadcasting live from the ESPN Madison studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Everyone's ego takes a shot on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. 844-770-3776. 844-770-3776. How you jump into Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Mods Blue, you know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light. Daryl yeah, call in, in and Strofe will just crush your ego if you want. Daryl and Deerfield chimes in. I used to shave and wash my hair before a haircut until Jim explained that my stylist isn't interested in me. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you ruined another nice afternoon for somebody. They look forward to those couple haircuts But a year. maybe I made, and no offense to Daryl, but in general, I think I'm... Helping service workers and hair and hairstylists, if I just tell the people listening, don't be that person. They're they not pro- interested. They're probably not interested. And now they're going to be like, I can't even. You wonder why you go out and be like, why don't I have good service? Uh, because every female server has every guy flirting with her because a guy who thinks someone being nice to them means they're flirting with them. Then like they just stop being nice. So if you ever wonder why you don't have nice service, it's probably Alex Joe's problem. <laughs> He's probably why, because you love that. You love to just make it draw attention to yourself. Yeah, but <laughs> like I'm not flirting with bartenders. No, yeah. but like when like, like a waiter comes to the table, are you like engaging? Oh, of course. Oh, you know me. I'm I a name tag so guy. Much. I'm a name tag. guy. You say my name without me introducing myself. We are not friends. Don't wear a name tag. You have to. You don't have a choice. Well, well then, then you should expect fault. someone to so, read your name off. Okay, so you're being an ass. Because, why? Am I being why? An ass? Because you're the one wearing a name tag. Yeah, but you have to wear a name tag. It is almost like a. There's plenty of people. It is like a bad. I don't want to wear a name tag. It is degrading, in my opinion. And so if you come in and be like, degrading. hey, because I should have the ability to introduce myself. So if I come up and say, hey guys, I'm Jim. I'm here to take your order. Fine, but don't just come up and I walk up and go, hey Jim, how's it going? We're not friends. I don't know you. Don't say my name. <laughs> Keep wow. my name out your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> I will immediately uh, change. What a hard take. That is such a hard take. No, let me introduce myself. That's all. Wear a name tag with the wrong name. You could, like you'd get in trouble at work. I don't oh. think you understand how awful it can be to work at a restaurant with some restaurants with the managers there, especially in front of the house. How degrading and how dehumanizing they can treat their employees who have to work in front of the house. So they don't need you piling on. Let them introduce themselves. Even though you think you might be clever, remember you're the 10,000th person who's either done that or tried to be clever. I don't think I'm the first person to do it. So then understand that they probably aren't here for it. If they're engaging with you, let them engage you. Don't engage them. That's my other advice for when you're going out to the restaurant. I think it goes let both them ways. engage you. I think let them engage you. You don't engage them. <laughs> I don't like this take. It's a, it's, a, it's a correct take. Why am I so great at reading people? Because I had to work in the service industry forever. I can figure out who you are pretty damn quick. And I used to have a game. I used to win money for my, the people I worked with because I could nail down to almost a, within 2% of what someone's going to tip me. Oh, yeah? Absolutely. Very quickly. 844-770-3776. <laughs> what would I tip you? I haven't like waited on you though. Oh, I, I would have a good But I think one. I would say try twenty three to twenty six percent. I would say You're less spot than on. That. You're spot on. I would go less. No, I we went out to dinner on uh on Friday. I tipped twenty five percent. I just <laughs> I know <laughs> 
ever since Strove said that he couldn't go out to lunch with us because he was just in Vegas makes me think like I would love to tip you more. I wish I could tip you more, but twenty percent. No, I'm not going out to eat if I can't tip accordingly. Okay, yeah. I was Oh the, thank the you. Base you, is twenty percent. Say that again. I'm not going out to eat if I can't tip accordingly. That is the most important message I think we've ever delivered on this show. Good for me. <laughs> if you cannot tip properly, don't go out to eat. It is part of what your meal is. Or if you can't, then go to Culver's or go to one of those other great places that Panera, those quick food places. Five yeah. guys, anything like that. But if you can't tip properly, don't go out to eat because I have a it is part you. of your budget to go out to eat. I have a question for you in relation to that, Jay. Yeah. What is your take on the concession stand tipping these days? Out. I'm not tipping you unless you're doing something that's out of your uh, the job description. Unfortunately, servers in you know that's the industry. You are paying what their pay is. Yeah, because it's like built in. They're getting like four. Two, when I worked, there was bucks. two dollars and twenty five yeah. cents an hour. Yeah. And so they are banking on you tipping them. It's a it's a it's a gig uh, job, and they need your tips. If you work at Starbucks, for the most part, and it could have changed, you're getting paid fifteen, sixteen dollars an hour, and then you get tips on top of it. Right, but you're not banking on the tips. Right, the tips right. are a bonus. At a restaurant, the tip is their pay. Uh huh. Yeah, so, dude, I, I'm totally with you. Yeah, I know. So I'm just saying, I just, I think that's very important. Now, I'm totally against you when you say don't engage your server. That is wrong. But I'm totally with you when you say, like, you need to tip your server. And I'm just saying it. And John, uh, I don't even know how to say his name. Johnny, uh, that's what it is. And Madison chimes in. I work in a restaurant and love people engagement. Relish is an idiot. That's fine that you love it. There's plenty of people that are working that job. Including, you know, I did it for a long time. Um, I didn't want to do it. It was just a job they make the most money in. And you can fake it and make your money. I'm just saying if I walk up to someone and I'm not in the right mood, I'm just you don't know their day. You don't know the table before them. And then if you come in and they're immediately and here's the thing, Johnny, you probably engage the table immediately. If if you come up, Johnny, I'm guessing you come in and be like, Hey, I'm Johnny. Welcome to so and so. What are you doing? Hey, and then you know, then yeah, see, hop like in. Hey, I'm Alex. Yeah. If I engage and I feel like we, you know, build some sort of rapport, then I might get better service. And again, engage so, just the, don't like the idea of like just letting the server go through the motions. I don't feel like I'm going to get their best effort. But if I make them feel like I appreciate them and I'm chatting with them and I want to know more than what the special is and just engaging, I feel like I'm going to get better service. Maybe they check on me more. Maybe my water gets refilled more often. Maybe right when I need my bill at the end of the meal, I get it. Match my energy. Both ways. I okay, do it, as, I, I do it as, as when I go to a restaurant. If I go to a restaurant and it, 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 I will slowly... I like my energy being matched, I will, matching I will, anyone else's I will slow energy. play it. So if I come out and I'm waiting on your restaurant and you, I'm coming in and you want to start... If I'm not engaging immediately... You can start saying, hey, what do you suggest? All right, well, then I'll start doing this, and I see that you're friendly, and I can get into it. If you, if you if I come to a table, and I don't know you, and they'd be like, hey, Jim, how's it going? I'm like, who is, like, why are you trying, are you trying to get one over? I'm like, what is the point? Are you dehumanizing? Like, why are you acting no, he's like we're actually humanizing you or, by saying your but name. But there's plenty of people that like to try Instead to. Instead of like, hey, server. Or, <laughs> but allow me to introduce myself. That's all. Yeah, I, guess. I, I was only a waiter for, I don't know, maybe about a year and a half. And the the worst one for me was when they would snap at me, like I'm a dog or whistle at me. I I I I, I yelled at an older man once, and then I got fired. Oh uh, yeah, snap! And I, I'll tell you off the air as a story if you snap to me. Uh, Rip and Rona chimes in eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six, asking the question. 
Uh, do you tip your pizza delivery person? Of course. Yes. yes. I, delivered, I delivered pizzas as well. Did you? Very fun job. I actually like that job. Which, I bet it chain? would be good. You just drive yeah, around and listen to music. I for Domino's. I loved it. Yeah, listen to music. Hang. Just enjoy yourself. So you've listened to Have like your own pizza. So you worked for McDonald's, mm-hmm. Domino's, mm-hmm. Damon's Sports Bar. Applebee's. You worked for Applebee's? I think it was Applebee's or Chili. What are they? They're all the same. I think I, it was an Applebee's in West Bend. Okay. I cannot believe it. Yeah, You're about either. to admit to say <laughs> You're so anti-Applebee's. Yeah. Because <laughs> on the inside, I was in it. I know what it is. <laughs> now, that makes total sense now. I know exactly I what it is. I never understood it until right now. Oh, Wait. Was the Applebee's where you got fired from? No, no, no. Oh, I you never worked dot- there. You I just, worked, want, you I just, just went there way too often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I just forget because you used to sing the happy birthday song well, with and servers that, and, and that's stuff why, that. That's why I would laugh at Strofe because when I got started in the service industry, it was just easiest to get a job at a chain. And then I worked in I worked at a lot of non-chains or very like high-end, like Houston's or like... Uh, which is like a Ruth's Chris where it's like a high-end, locally-owned chain of it. But like you work it, then I worked a lot of local places. But initially, a lot of times, you can get your uh, start at a chain and then work, go from there uh, if you want to work front of the house right away. Like you, a lot of times, if you try to go to a private restaurant, you might have to be like a busboy right. or doing all those other things as opposed to you can just jump in, get trained, and start serving and bartending pretty quickly because there's a lot of turnover in those places too. Yeah. But my point is... The regulars at an Applebee's, and that's why Strofe makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> Every time we'd all be like, "What is this guy doing? Don't you go to a real bar? The drinks are overpriced here. Go somewhere else." Well, I was I was underage when I was an Applebee's frequent. I went for the half off appetizers from 10 p.m. to midnight. That was my get out. You would go into an Applebee's at 10 p.m. as a 20 year old man no, to get no, 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 half price no, 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 appies. At 20, I was like 16. <laughs> I was in high school. That makes it better. Definitely better. It makes Does it really it? worse for the place you worked at. Like an Applebee's serving a 16-year-old. Like, well, that was a big thing. All the high school kids would go to Applebee's for, for half-off appetizers. Okay, but then, okay. So, so it, that would be a majority of the people there. It was like after a sporting event, like oh, Friday God, after the football it. game, oh, yeah. you'd go T- to the Applebee's. Tuesday night after basketball, whatever. I wish, like, you could, I wish we had recordings of all the servers when all these high school kids come in for half price. Because you might, you might tip well now, but you probably didn't tip well then. It's you're, like you're, you're right when I worked that, at Damon's, yeah. you know who the worst people were? Maybe this in, it indicates uh, what sport do you think they watched that were the worst tippers? Hands down, unquestioned. Um, Got to be football, right? Hockey. Wrestling. We used to have the wrestling pay-per-views on. Oh. And they would come in, be there for hours, and at best leave you 10 15%. Huh. Hours. You're at a table for three four hours, you better be pushing 30%. Because I can't turn that table. Right. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Worst tippers. Wrestling fans. Uh, Eric, Eric, excuse me, Eric is only chimes in, and Matt, you're a celebrity, and uh, he wants to know, and we'll tell him after the break here, but how do you feel about people coming up uh, to you in public? But I do know how you feel about your good friends at Olsen Tune. That's because the people at Olsen Tune are killing it for southern wisconsin right now for over 50 years of combined experience that's right 50 years of combined experience in their design uh and management teams they have just crushed the outdoor living landscape um scene here in southern wisconsin and they can for you too uh from landscape work to maintenance irrigation concrete work Pools and more. If you've got an outdoor living need, large or small, Olson Tune is here to help. You can go online right now to OlsonTune.com and get your started or project started today. That's Olson Tune. <laughs> 
Rutledge.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Sonia chimes in, and before we get to throwing stones, Matt, we'll pump up your ego a little bit here. You're so famous. What's it like when people come <laughs> up to you? How do you? What, what's your kind of standard on it? Well, I love it, first of all. Yes. Like, yeah, I'm not a fat hater here. <laughs> but to be fair, again, Matt Hamilton is a outlier in a lot of things. I mean this in a good way. You, both you and Alex are very much outgoing people. Extroverted, super extroverted. And there are – look, there was a video. Did you guys see this of Aaron Rodgers? Uh, yeah, was, I did see it. Yeah. It was shared on TikTok by someone. I don't know. The guy seemed like quasi-TikTok famous. Aaron Rodgers, not in the wrong here, was at some sort of club in New York and is sitting kind of in a VIP area. No, but he was at the Derby. Was no, the, this is a different one. Though. Oh, was it? Yeah, so he's in a VIP area in New York, and it is, it's kind of like down a little bit, and it has like like bars blocking it, but like more like railings, so you could easily get to him, but like the decent thing to do is not to interrupt someone. They're clearly in like a different right. area. So this person leaned in and was like talking to him and like tried and asked for a photo and all that kind of stuff. And Aaron never turned to acknowledge them, which is fine by me. Like, right. You don't do that. Yeah. But uh, in general, he was. And apparently there's a – what was the other one then? Uh, no, that was the same one I was referring oh. to. I, I was under the impression it was at, it was at the Derby. That looked like, like it was a club. Party. It was very dark. Well, you okay. might be right. Well, I mean, okay, it looked like a club. Maybe it's an after party at the Derby. Regardless, it was and some sort of – And the dude was, of, was asking for more than a picture. He wanted a picture and an autograph and a napkin. Right, but Aaron he didn't – He was like an old yeah. dude. Yeah, Aaron didn't like, engage at all. I'm team Aaron here. I'm with exactly. you. Oh, exactly, yeah. He didn't do anything wrong. But uh, <laughs> a lot of athletes are like Aaron where you just – you just have a standard policy of I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to engage because when I do one, I have to do them all or whatever. So I'm giving you a compliment because I think you're still you're rare in this because I think a lot of athletes just don't want to deal with it. Yeah, um, it can definitely be. I can see like especially someone from like Aaron's, like he's a superstar, right? Like I am a pseudo celebrity in my hometown. Where but Aaron after you won Rogers the gold, you were probably is, a pretty big deal. Yeah, but again, it's like, you know, it was like your 15 minutes of fame. Aaron Rodgers is going to be recognized for the rest of his life yep. since he was, since definitely since he won the Super Bowl, but maybe even since he was drafted, he was going to be recognized anywhere in Green Bay, like, or even Wisconsin for that matter. Like, it's a little bit different, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I always will take the time and chat or do a selfie or photo. A lot of a lot of autographs at these these slam events when I was up in Regina, Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> Signed a lot of autographs. Hey definitely one of the. I mean, there's a lot of kids there, so one of the fun things for me is just making sure that every kid who wanted an autograph got one. Yeah, and with kids, I think it's definitely different. You know who uh, asked? There was a lot of kids asking for your autograph. I even signed an autograph too, and I always feel bad for it when I do it at the Easter Seals thing because I'm. But then I remember like there's so many people signing this that like it doesn't have any value because most of the time I'm like. I'm not famous. You don't want this on here, but a kid doesn't know. And a kid just wants, like, hey, you were involved in this. Please sign it. And realistically, when you have 50 signatures from all different sports, it's not like this ball or this shirt has any sort of real value. But we did that with Revive Restoration. Josh Duggan's been a big supporter of that, of Easter Seals. Uh, he does a lot of things to support community, and he can be around to support you if you need mold remediation, water damage, smoke damage. There's only one guy you and I would call, and that's Revive Restorations. 
Absolutely. That's because nobody plans for accidents to happen, but when they do, you can count on Revive Restoration to be professional, efficient, and detail-oriented as they make things right again. You can call Josh, Duggan, or any of the guys on the or uh, people on the team at Revive Restoration and Revive Pros because they will make sure whatever it is, your business, your house, it will get you back to working uh, at full functioning again as fast as they possibly can for you. From things like Jim was saying, from like smoke, water damage, fire, mold, storm damage, all sorts of things, Revive Restoration has you covered and your home covered 24-7, 365 days a year. I was talking to Josh, he was telling me that businesses that have some sort of accident along these lines, there's about 40 to 50% of them don't make it into the next year. Don't let that happen to you. No the people to call if some an accident like this happens, whether it's smoke, water, fire, mold, Revive Restoration has your back. Go ahead. You can go online or you can call them at Revive Restoration or RevivePros.com. Let's throw some stones. The guys live in glass houses, but that's never stopped them before. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. It's time to throw some stones. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? On Rutledge and Hamilton, brought to you by Metro Kia Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. All right, it is time to throw some stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton. little rapid-fire additions. We're running a few minutes late, but we've got a lot to dive into from the weekend. I'll score you guys throughout. At the end, we'll crown a winner of Monday's edition of Throwing Stones. Matt, you were out all of last week. I went 0 for 5. Jim really? Jim won every day last week. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you before we start, you're winning today. Um, <laughs> How about no this? one's going six in a row. <laughs> yeah, I'm not letting that one happen whatsoever. Uh, over the weekend, though, uh, a guy that was catching some eyes on Twitter, one of my favorite follows. I brought him up in this segment before. That, of course, uh, Colts owner Jim Ursay, who tweets, and I quote, if any NFL team attempted to contact Andrew Luck, who hasn't played for like four years now, to play for their franchise, it would be a clear violation of the league's tampering policy. I just saw a report. Minutes ago, of which team it was. Did either of you see this? No. I did, and I'm trying to place the team. Was it- I, I would like you to not know who it is, because okay. I want you to guess. I want you to guess which team contacted Andrew Luck. Well, I, th- I think I have an educated guess. Was it Washington? It was, yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> so then I'll just ask you this. Is this a good idea for a guy that hasn't played since, I don't know, 2018, 2019? I don't remember the last year he played, but is this a good idea to try to contact Andrew Luck, who by all means was a great football player? Matt, we'll start with you. No, Andrew Luck is he's done playing football. Like you might be able to pull a guy a year out of retirement. The same year that he retires, you might be able to pull him out. But someone who's been out for four years like that, I, I want to know what the record is. Who was retired the longest and then has come back out of retirement to play MJ? a professional <laughs> sport? That that would blow me away. So the fact that Luck has been gone as long as he has, I couldn't imagine would even be able to be a shell of his old self. Um, I would. He's eligible for the Hall of Fame next year. I would say like this though: Would you rather? Would you feel better about the Packers if they somehow talked Andrew Luck out of retirement? Would you feel no, like they have a better no, chance? No, oh, I honestly would. wouldn't. I'm, I'd be with. I'm with Wildy. If you're gonna get a guy who's borderline get someone who's borderline retirement and like matt ryan don't go and get a guy who's done been retired the guy's already cashing his pension right now 
Yeah, I don't He's know. He's like almost collecting social security. Let the guy live his retired life. He's a very young man. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I would. I think I would feel more excited if I had. Andrew Luck on my roster. Nah, Gives I mean, you a chance to be great. Of course it'd be exciting because he's one of the best prospects ever to come out of college, right? But, again, the last snap of football he played was in 2018. There's been four full NFL seasons since then. <laughs> yeah, no, That's I would not be thrilled. It's crazy to me it's been that Clay quick. Clay Thompson also. with injury missed basically two, two years, full yeah. NBA no, seasons. I'm talking like full retire. Like you... That's one thing. Like an injury, at least you're mentally for those two years, you're like, I'm coming back. Like I want somebody who has checked out and then come back. How long? What's the longest? It, it I, can't be that long. The, I really, I don't know. It, the it guy could, I'm thinking about, and I think it could work. It's different. Remember Josh Hamilton, who was picked like yeah. the year 2000. The, I don't think it's any relation. Uh, but uh, I'm kidding. Obviously, there's no relation. A former baseball player, like first overall pick to yeah, the Tampa. He went to jail for a while, right? Uh, yeah, drug additions, like out of the league. 2000, I think, was his draft. He was late, named to the 2000 All-Star Futures game, and I don't think he made his debut till 2007 with the Reds, and then had a had an All-Star career. With the Rangers, yeah. And, the, and I think a little bit with the Reds, he might have made one too. So he had an MVP season. Yeah, that was with the Rangers. I mean, it was... Uh, that was one of the stories. There's, I hope there's a movie made. Yeah, about. I was just about to say, there's going to be a hell of a 30 for 30 on him because there's more that we just didn't talk about there. But Ricky Williams retired in 2003 and came back in 2005. So is there going to be a Reggie White 30 for 30? That's what I hear, yeah. I don't think that's going to be good for him. I don't know. That's we'll a fair see. point. All I right. don't know. We'll see. All right, uh, let's move on. Marshawn Lynch as well. Did but he, he was only down a year. Yeah. yeah, and then he returned for Oakland. JJ and Pornette chimed oh, in with Kurt things. Warner. Uh, I think it was more of like a. I don't think he was gone for very long. He just never was there. I know he was bagging groceries for a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I refuse to watch that movie. It looks horrendous. Yeah, you and I were pretty hard on it when it came out. Yeah. Throwback. All right, let's move on. A little dust up in the NBA playoffs last night. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, God. The last one. George Foreman retired at oh, age 28 yeah. and yeah. then came back to the ring at 45. And he won, didn't he? And won. Yeah. It's the actually belt. a great poll. That movie yeah. just came out, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it did. All right. A little dust up in the NBA playoffs last night yeah. between Nikola Jokic and the Suns owner, Matt Ishbia. It was a Brad Davison level flop by it, the Suns it, owner. It was. It was impressive. Uh, Jim, should Nikola Jokic be suspended for a game in the playoffs after pushing the Suns owner? No. Especially because it's the Suns owner. If it happened to be a random fan, but the Suns owner clearly was involved. This was a kerfuffle. I mean, there was like the player dove into the stands to get the ball. He's trying to get the ball back. Fans are fighting for it. And then the owner kind of like puts his like his body touches uh, Jokic's elbow. And then Jokic kind of just kind of does like an arm wave chicken wing thing. Right. And the owner falls back. And I'm sorry, no. This is the new owner? The new owner. Like, get out of here. You got it. The owner of the Sun should come out and say, "Jokic, I I don't want you should. I don't want my done. flopping to affect the series. So I, I think he should come out and say, I don't want him to be suspended. That's he definitely should not be suspended. I haven't seen the video, but from what you're explaining to me, it seems like it fairly. It seems like he probably shouldn't have been involved in the kerfuffle in the first place. A player went for a ball. Some fans want the ball. You're the owner of the team. You have as many basketballs as you want. <laughs> Let that settle itself out. Let the dust clear. You do not have to get involved and even risk a potential elbow from a guy who's seven foot tall and like probably 250 pounds and could move you like a rag doll. What? He might he might have fallen over legitimately, but like these guys are gigantic and living in a realm of like adrenaline right now. 
What are you doing getting involved? 6'11", 285 pounds. Yeah, Jokic. The dad boy. bod god is what his yeah. name is. You're, I'm not getting anywhere near that guy when he's hopped up on adrenaline from a basketball playoff game. Yeah, no, it's it fun. Seems crazy. It's fun. Lakers Warriors on tonight. Looking forward to that. NBA Lakers playoffs have been fun. the lead, right? Yeah, they're up 2 1. Game four tonight, uh, which you can hear right here on 100.5 ESPN beginning at 8.30. I uh, don't want to talk about that, though. I want to talk about my hangover cure yesterday. <laughs> okay. What, the, the the break from sleep for a greasy burger and then back to bed? From Applebee's, burger. by the way. If you say no! It's, yeah. <laughs> you, I can't. I, this is, was it half price? Uh, it was the two for 20. He gets this delivered to his house. I mean, I can't imagine anything worse in this world than having Applebee's delivered There's to so your house. There's so much good food right. here in Madison. It makes and me so mad every time. Applebee's so mad. Right every time. It's right up Hold the road, on. greasy burger. Throw this stone. Let's hear it. I want to hear. It wasn't about my Applebee's. I swear to God, if you say it's like I ate a greasy burger and it's my cure for hangover, I'm a genius. Punch you right in the knee. Rightfully so, Jimmy. Rightfully so. No, I walked up the road. I live near a Target. So me and the me and the lady walked up to Target, and I was just kind of bumming around, and my head hurt. I was like, I saw this. Do you live in a strip mall? It's like an Applebee's at Target, like kind of. I live near one, yeah. Um, but I I was in an aisle with like the the powder. I was looking for liquid IV, couldn't find any. So I saw squeezable Kool Aid okay. that you like add to your water bottle. Oh uh, yeah, okay, I know. Is, is that something you would try when you're hungover? It's pure sugar. I don't see why not. I mean, I've been so long. I hate hangovers so much, especially if you have kids now. That like, I just it's never the juice isn't worth worth the squeeze for me. I'll just draw I'm a line there. when I when I drink. Because also like, I gotta figure out how I gotta get home. This whole thing. So I'm always like, I'll just have a few beers, enjoy myself. A few Coors Light or maybe Central Standard, enjoy myself, not go crazy. But Pedialyte worked. A little bit of Pedialyte yeah. water and some ibuprofen before I went to bed, and more often than not, that helped a lot. See, the, right there, the last your last comment was the key. Before bed, yep. once you have the hangover, you're, you're in for the hangover. Yeah, you're done. You can you can lessen it a little bit with like Stroh said, a greasy burger or a Gatorade or liquid IV or maybe even the Kool Aid thing because the sugar, like you're saying, but the sugar is going to help you get the blood flowing a little bit too. Best thing you can do is a water or coconut water or Gatorade or something like of that IV liquid IV kind of like electrolyte category at night before bed and then in the morning go for a walk get your blood moving I went for man. a walk it was great get your blood moving that's the that's the best suggestion I was, I have I was drinking it. Kool-Aid and taking a walk it was lovely walk slow you don't have to go fast I'm not telling you to work up a sweat but oh, like I, my time. I feel like to the point where like my heart's not even pumping the blood it's just like stagnant and sitting in me I need to like get that moving around my system alright Matt wins <laughs> Well, give me the song. Yes, it's nice to be back. Not surprised after a two and four record this week, uh, last week up in Canada, that I was able to come back for a nice. Wait, you didn't win, win another game after you talked to us? No, this is rough. Or bad luck. Eh, it just is what it is. It's May. I haven't curled since Worlds. Like I don't have ice here in Madison. <laughs> I literally haven't been able to practice for like a month. I, I thought I played pretty good for. The lack of... Uh, is curling like basketball where sometimes when you take a long break, your first game back is really good, and then it's the other ones you are like, this. now I'm crap. But well, no, like curling curling's one of those shots. It's one of those things where like, it's not that I'm going to have like a really bad game per se. It's just like some misses are just dumb misses that you won't make. Like some kind of a brain fart. 
you're just more prone to like because all the shots are still there and I'm still capable of throwing them and I make a lot of them but like the right way to miss sometimes like if you're golfing you got water left yep. and just rough right you might cheat to the right well like if you're unpracticed you just you'll hit it left and then you lose in the water and it compounds so that's kind of what I felt like we did we this, just let compounding mistakes happen. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. This is a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're, you're listening last. to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. JJ and Pointe chimes in. Kool Aid is dangerous. I drank a whole pitcher of grape Kool Aid the morning <laughs> after my 21st birthday crawl. I had to work at 8 a.m. Nobody would cover my shift. Sat down for 10 minutes at my desk, stood back up, walked in a dignified manner to the bathroom, needed to rehydrate. <laughs> uh, JJ and Pointe, I, I would not, even if it was my birthday. That's, like, that's like two full cups dude, of sugar. That, dude, right. that is an amazing story. But also, like, the thing that stuck out <laughs> to me is that. If you're doing a pub crawl for your 21st, like, look, you're 21. You don't, I mean, I get it. You're turning 21. But either get the day off or just do it a different day because you cannot drink to the level you're going to drink at 21 and have to be at work at 8. Right. I, have, I have a story. Like, that's just not great. So I went out the night before my 21st, and I had to work that weekend. I, I was working at the student radio station. It was our big fundraiser weekend, so I had to be there, right? Um, <laughs> one of my coworkers <laughs> broke into my house to wake me up and thought I was dead because I was supposed to be there at 7 a.m. She broke in at like 7.45 and she's like, Strofe, what are you doing? I was like, sorry. Sorry, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, so I get that. I, I was in the same boat. I did not drink a pitcher of Kool-Aid, though. Uh, Tip from Mount Horb chimes in. I've heard too many stories of Strofe not being able to handle his liquor. He should uh, become one of the cool kids that abstain from alcohol. Uh uh, I, I don't know if that was a story about me not being able to I handle don't think my he liquor. Can't handle it. He I can't, can't handle, handle his hangovers. Yeah. yeah. I think you do fine. I've seen you drink, I, and I you're not, on, like, outrageous or wild. No, I went on a big bender on Saturday, though. Yeah, I would be shocked I was if out someone told me that stroke was anything but pleasant. Uh, I'll try. Right. Really? I can't tell if you're being serious. No, seriously. Yeah. I mean, you'd probably be too obnoxious for me. I just get, I'm just quiet. Like I'm, I usually am just not. I'm obnoxious. <laughs> no way. Shocking. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Cannot Can you believe it? Believe it. No, I don't believe it. You, Matt Hamilton, obnoxious? Yeah. Never, no never. way. Uh, 844-770-3776. We did talk some Packers a little bit earlier. Our Iron Jack poll question, we'll revisit that right now. And our question was, were the Packers in need of a rebuild heading into 2023? 72% of you say yes, they needed one. 28% of you say no, they still can win now. I don't love how it's worded, but because it doesn't mean they can't win now, but that's just people being optimistic. Yeah. In theory, you could, yes, you could win now. Every team, if you're rebuilding, you almost don't want to win now. You're hoping for a better draft pick and, and, and potential to, to get to the win now later. And I'm not saying that you don't want to be rebuilding and then finishing with a middle of the road record and having the 15th to 20th pick. Like, this, that ain't good. This isn't the NBA. It's not how you rebuild. Yeah, this isn't the NBA. This isn't Major League Baseball. You're not tearing it down to the studs to be horrendous or something. In the NFL, you're rebuilding. You're really just reloading. 
I mean, you can look at some teams, but that was more like happenstance of where their roster fit. It was the perfect time to rip it all apart. And Green Bay's not there right now because they have some other good players around. But this is as close to a rebuild you're going to get with this window. Because I ask you this, and why it could be a rebuild or however you want to look at it, in three years, how many of the key players for the Packers are still going to be there? None. And we don't know. I mean, I think Jair's contract would then be up. With Sean Garrett, we don't know what his oh, knee is going to be. Okay. We don't know what Jordan Love is. Aaron Jones would definitely be gone. Kenny Clark will likely be gone. So that's why the Packers are they're being smart. They're just looking at this saying, we're not, we're not cutting off our nose to spite our face and just be horrendous this year, but we're not actively doing moves to really make sure. And, yeah, I don't want to tank. But it's, it's, instead of, to your point about Mercedes Lewis, and this is why I said they won't sign a guy like that, instead of adding that to the room, yes, it has value, but more value right now for the Packers is – we need to get these four guys out here, and we need to have them play. And they need to become veterans on their own. And yes, you need that veteran presence for a winning team, but we're going to go out there and just play this year. Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, why are they maybe not going to add another veteran wide receiver? Because screw it. Let's just let them go play. And if we win five games, who cares? If they get so much better as players because they have to carry the load for an entire season where winning is not the most important thing for us, fine and dandy. And I think that's some of their outlook. What what do they have to make sure it's not going to be an abject disaster? Jones and Dylan and, and Bach. Yeah. But that's just more to make sure that the team is in a dumpster fire. But you have Bach talking about he's ussing the Green Bay or he's theming the Green Bay Packers. I don't know what they're going to do. Well, the last time he spoke in the public, that, he didn't say we. That's he said weird. them. I mean, me as a fan, I say we. Right. But so we if all you're heard on the Bach team, say, you better say we. So I think we we. I I think that the Packers are in a position where a lot of NFL teams are when they're not going to full on rebuild. It's just more of, look, we're going to go out there and we're not going to actively try to be bad, but we're not making any like those fifty fifty decisions of do we go with the veteran or do we go with the young guy? Roll with the young guy. Do we try to do we try to make a trade to get an established star player? Or do we see we want to make sure more what we have? Let's just hold it for a year. Let's re, let's refill our salary cap coffers and let's get some more draft picks, and then we'll worry about it next year. They're going to be right back trying to win again. Right. It's just a matter of are they are they building? And to my point, they can still do that without addressing the quarterback situation. That that is still true. And if you do need to address your uh, outdoor remodeling. Situation. Matt's got some friends you, you should call. That's right. That's right. We've got Ridgetop Exteriors. They provide the best quality roofs, siding, windows, doors. They're expertly installed and at an affordable price. Um, they're the trusted, recommended experts, and they consider customer service their number one priority and strive to exceed the expectations of the homeowners they serve. I was hanging out with the guys at uh, Ridgetop. We're out at uh, golf. I can promise you, uh, we're out at golf, X-Golf. I can promise you they are better at doing roofs, windows, siding, and doors than they are at golf. (laughs) And that, those awesome guys who dedicate their time to making sure they give you the best quality products, that's how you know they're good because they're not focusing on their golf game. They're focusing on their jobs. Uh, really great guys. You can get to know them too. Give them a call out at Ridgetop Exteriors, or you can go online to get your free estimate for your next home project. Not only do they do custom projects for you, they do custom payment plans with low interest and no interest options. Check them out. Ridgetopexteriors.com. Go see it for yourself. Daryl Deerfield chimes in another calf born during the show. I think it's the sound of Matt's voice scaring the mothers into labor. What are we naming this one? Hammy? Scaring him? Hammy? Is that a little... Is that weird? 
Hand me for a cow. Hand me the cow? <laughs> Daryl, if you're good with it, can we get another about, nickname and hand me the cow? How about Goldie? Goldie? You oh, name Goldie. everything Goldie. Goldie's All right, Goldie, good. sure. All right, this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Matcha Blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light, my friends. He's Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge talking a little bit of uh, Green Bay Packers football and, uh, you know, also more cows being born during the show. Shout out to Daryl in Deerfield for uh, So we just must be pumping through the barns there out in Deerfield, which is fantastic. I for- can confirm. Yes? Yes. When I visited out there, Ocean View Genetics and, and Deerfield, uh, ESPN Madison cranking. Through the entire farm. Well, we appreciate that for all the shows, including the other show that's coming up next, Scalzo and Brust. <laughs> Lesser show. <laughs> you say that with such venom. <laughs> Nelson and Brust today. Oh, then yeah, that show stinks. Ugh. Where's Where's Scalzo? Where's the star? Don't look at me. Who's the star of that show? It's Brusty. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I hate he, to say he's, it. He's, it's Brusty. He's the butt of every joke. Yeah, but does that make you the star? Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's a little bit like is is Steve like, Martin or John Candy the star? It's it's too close. Isn't it a little bit of your taste? Jimmy, it's our situation, man. It's uh But you're the star, you, but you have f- the driver yes. and you and Scalzo, and yeah. then you have your your like commentary yeah. with me and Brust. Like me and Brust are the stars. You guys drive and make sure that we stay on track because we bu- we all know oh, that you- neither me or Brust could stay on track. So like we need a driver like you or Scalzo. But you, look, unquestionably, you and Tausher are clearly the stars. But like you're bringing something to the table. Like Brust is just there to be made fun of. That's bringing something to the table. That's you just something have Strof- to talk about. Just have a so Strofe the star of the show because he could be there. Just uh, we make fun of him plenty. It's kind of his. Good point. You can't be the star of the show if you're the executive producer, and Strofe is the executive yeah, producer. Yeah, but similarly to Josh DiMaggio, we're just both incredibly handsome, super hyper-talented. <laughs> we, we keep you guys sounding smart, keep things on the rails. No, you don't. Get, get, no, you don't get, keep me sounding smart. <laughs> you could do a better job. I found an area that could use some improvement. Which is? <laughs> Making me sound smart. <laughs> we, have a, we still need a, I want to have a smart-off between... Uh, Brust and Hamilton. Hamilton would win, but I do want to know the difference. I just want to know on a scale. Who would win between me and Brust? You. Yeah, you I, think? I think you yeah. would. Okay. Yes. Um, that the, the game they play, are you smarter than Ben Brust? Like, that gets – he, he pulls some that I'm surprised he knows, but then there's some ones that I'm just like, come on, Ben. Everybody knows this. 
everybody knows they should go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse in Middleton for their sizzle, swizzle, and swirl happy hour. Uh, whether it's their amazing bartender out there, whether it's for Mother's Day specials, whether it's for Father's Day coming up, date night, any of those great things. Business meetings. Business meetings. You want to have an event out there. It's all good over at uh, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. Uh, go say what's up to our friends Lee and Kevin over there. Uh, speaking of, I said it's all good over there. Have you guys seen? We have a couple seconds left here. Is any of you seen Saul Goodman, the the follow up for Breaking Bad? Better no. Call Saul. You're Better Call Saul. Saul. Yeah, I have not. No, no. That guy's amazing. Highly recommended. Watch. Okay. Finally, finally wrapped it up. Highly recommended. <laughs> Thanks. Just, what do you want me to do with the last thirty seconds here? <laughs> I don't know. Anything else? <laughs> what? Well, hey, Star, give me something. Jordan Love. Moving forward for the backers. Let's go. I'm oh, that excited. Was so much better. This is Roger Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. See ya. Ow!